Hi, podcast family. This is Monica Brain, co-host of Natives on a Budget. I hope you're all doing well during these uncertain times. You may or may not know that Sean lives in North Carolina and I live in Albuquerque. Sean and his family are doing well. So far, everyone is healthy. I'm also doing well. So here's the deal. I like to plan ahead. And since Sean lives in North Carolina and comes to Albuquerque occasionally for work, we spent two days in August of 2019 recording about seven episodes of Natives on a Budget in advance. I thought to myself, what could possibly go wrong with that? The basic foundations of financial advice are pretty much universal. Needless to say, I've learned a good lesson about planning too far in advance. This episode is about having an emergency fund. And of course, an emergency fund is for times exactly like right now. But we don't mention COVID-19. I'm here to tell you today, now, more than ever, you need to put some money aside for emergencies. And right now, that might not be possible but I want you to start thinking about it for the future. As always, we want to hear from you, so send us an email to nativesonabudget at gmail.com and enjoy. Welcome to episode four of Natives on a Budget podcast. Sean, today we're talking about emergencies. For example, when the new season of one of my favorite shows is about to start, I dip into the emergency fund to get that HBO subscription going again. Nope. Sorry, Monica. Not an emergency. <sighs> okay. What's an emergency? Because I feel like everything in my life is an emergency. I would say fuel pump goes out in your car, leaving you stranded at I-40. Uh, your furnace dies in the middle of December when the temperature drops. A uh, close relative passes away. You need to buy an $800 plane ticket to go pay your respects. Serious financial setbacks that leave you feeling blindsided. That's what I call emergencies. The financial guru, Dave Ramsey, says you should have 1000 bucks as an emergency fund to start while you're paying off debt. And once you get your debt paid off, then you need to save three to six months of expenses. But honestly, Sean, I'm not really sure that that's realistic for everybody in Indian country. If all the money that comes in each month goes out, how are you supposed to be able to save a thousand bucks? I agree. That's a stretch. I mean, obviously it's something to shoot for, but you know, in an earlier podcast, we mentioned that study by the government that determined that, you know, a lot of Americans can't handle a $400 emergency expense. I think it was about 40%. 40%, right? So I think that that really should be our target. Let's get everybody to the point where we can all have 400 bucks socked away as an emergency expense. And that $400 expense, you know, if we can just get people to the point where they're, they're, they're cool with that, they can cover that. And I know even that is not realistic for some folks starting out with. So if we can just get started in that direction and save a hundred bucks or even $50, just getting in the right direction. So we're not part of that 40% of Americans who has to hold a yard sale or go hawk something because the refrigerator went out. Yeah, I think that starting with something is better than nothing. And so if you've done your budget and you realize that there's very little room to save, I recommend that you look around your house and see if there's something that you can sell to get you started. I know some of you are listening to this and you're thinking, this is ridiculous. I don't have anything to spare. And that's fine. But I'm going to try and convince you to try and find 
something or cut back on something in an area so you can at least scrape together the first $100 for your $400 emergency fund. Last year, right at the beginning of the year, the government shut down for the longest shutdown in history. And some people sat at home during the shutdown, but others were required to go to work during the shutdown for no pay. Now, I know everyone got paid eventually, but it was a long time and bills were due. Oh, that's one really compelling reason to have an emergency fund. And the world's an imperfect place. Stuff's always breaking, especially for those of you that are vehicle owners, homeowners out there. These financial setbacks, they always have a cascading effect too, which I think makes it so much more challenging, right? Your car breaks down, you can't afford to fix it right away. And that means you miss a few days of work and that means lost income. And that causes the the rent to be late and that causes a fee and that puts you even more behind. So you know, I know this stuff's a drag to talk about, but folks, we can't ignore it, okay? It's frightening how much of some family's monthly income goes towards late fees, reconnect fees for utilities that have been cut off. I mean, a lot of people would argue that these are just taxes on low-income households that can be avoided with some good planning and, and creating a savings cushion like an emergency fund. I hope we've convinced you that this is the month that you start putting a little bit away for your emergency fund. And if you already have an emergency fund, take a look at it and decide, is this enough to help get me through a tough time? If I lost my job tomorrow, would I be okay? And if the answer is no, maybe it's time to cut back just a little bit more and put a little bit more in savings. This episode of Natives on a Budget is brought to you by Peace of Mind, that feeling you have when something goes wrong and you know you have the cash to cover it. Available at a savings account near you. All right, now it's time for the tough questions segment. So I have a friend who has a family member that is always asking for money. And the money is for legitimate things, like um, being able to keep stuff going on their farm and stuff like that. But the problem is my friend always notices that this person, after they've asked for money, kind of show up on Facebook with, I don't know, a trip to Vegas, (laughs) Mm. or her nails are always done like professionally, my friend was asking, is it okay for me to say, I'll give you the money, but you can't spend it on these things, which I think you shouldn't be spending them on? What do you think? Yeah, I do. And I would even recommend in a situation like that to just, you know, if the person needs help with rent or the person needs help paying some bill, just to actually pay those bills rather than giving the person the money and then risking them actually taking that money and spending it on something else. Just, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and just cover that for you. I'll go pay it. But make sure this person does that so that there's not that temptation to overspend. I I think that's that's really important, yeah. You know, a few years ago, I had a friend, um, really good friend, and he said to me he needed some help financially. And what he needed me to do or what he asked me to do is to loan him quite a bit of money so he could pay off his car. How much was it? (laughs) It was like $14,000. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second. Like, hold on. Okay, wait, what exactly do you have going on? Because, and that's one thing that I find is really frustrating sometimes when people need help financially, like with friends and relatives, is you'll notice they usually come up to you and right away they already like have the solution and they tell you like, this is what I need, right? Like in this case, this guy needed all this money to pay off his car rather than like kind of tell you like what's going on, right? So I said, slow down, tell me what's going on. So it turned out that 
his child support payments were more than he could afford and he was getting behind. And let me be clear, this is a, he's a really good guy and he wasn't trying to skip out on his obligation as a father. Um, he was completely fine with paying child support, but it, it, the court had ordered that maximum 25% payment from his income and he just it, it just didn't work, okay? So what we did is we sat down and we went through all of his expenses and all of his income, pulled his credit report just to make sure there were no little surprises there. And I crunched the numbers, and he he was he was just he was he wasn't overspending, he wasn't getting crazy, he had an older car, wasn't living high on the hog, it was just really really tight at twenty five percent. So, what I did is, um, I helped him write a letter to the court, asking for them to adjust the child support payments based on the numbers that we calculated, and I even went with him to court just for moral support, and sure enough, the judge, you know looked at all the paperwork and was like, okay, you know, I'll lower it for you. And he, he gave him a fair payment. So he still makes the payment. But that was like five years ago, and he's doing great now. You know, he's still, he's still paying his child support, and he's still living within his means. So I thought that was – I was proud of that because I felt that I, I, I supported him and I helped him, but I also made sure, like, he was accountable and he did a lot of that work himself. You know, I went with him to court, but ultimately it was his responsibility to, to push a lot of that paperwork through. And you know, I think we need to think like that. Like, how can we support people and help them with what they need? But again, like the answer wasn't loan him $14,000 so he could, <laughs> he could pay off his car. The answer was like, really look at what's going on and then provide whatever support he needs to, to get things squared away. And you're a really good friend, Sean. I... Can I confess something? I'm super judgy when it comes to money, even though I'm not the best at managing my money. And I'm always trying to find, read new things and learn new things. But anytime somebody wants more money or asks for more money, my brain just goes to this place where it's like, well, are you managing it right? Even though I I also... (laughs) I'm a person who does not always make the best financial choices. And I think that's the key to this whole situation here is that we need to spend a little bit less time judging each other about how we manage money, but we also really need to make wise decisions. And if you have a friend like Sean who can help you, you know, figure these things out, it makes things a lot better. That's what we're trying to do with this podcast is help you make wiser decisions about your money without judgment. Absolutely, folks. We are the planet fitness of personal finance. No judgment zone. You can do this, relatives. Don't let another day go by without putting together a plan to make an emergency fund. That voice that you're hearing in your head right now, you know, the one that sounds like the most negative of your aunties. That's the one that you just need to tell to shush. This month, open up a savings account and put a few bucks in it. We've got a link on our website to several accounts that don't require too high minimum balances. Our website is nativesonabudget.com. Are you ready, Sean? Ready for an emergency? Emergencies are a fact of life. In fact, we probably shouldn't even call them emergencies because that implies that they shouldn't really happen, right? Maybe we should call them what they really are instead. The car breaks down fund, the fix the leaky roof fund, the help your nephew with his rent before he gets evicted fund, the BFF borrows your roasting pan and owns into it fund. 
well, maybe we can get by without the roasting pan for Thanksgiving this year. But $400, that's the goal. Any money you can save now to get started is an accomplishment to be proud of. Go to Natives on a Budget Facebook group and let us know how much you're putting towards your emergency fund this month. Natives on a Budget is hosted by Monica Brain and Sean Spruce. It's produced by Monica Brain and was edited by Sol Traverso. Clifton Chadwick does the voiceover for our sponsor segment. Intro and credit music is by Torin Jacobs, and the sponsor music is Spark of Inspiration by Shane Ivers. Find out more at silvermansound.com. Big thanks to Art Hughes and Jessica Joaquin. You can take a Is It an Emergency quiz on our website, nativesonabudget.com. Thanks for listening. 